0: study and action are core values in the torah system the relationship between them is addressed in various parts of the talmud the gemara it surfaces multiple times in pirkei avot and four approaches to their interplay are discussed in the following mishnah so it's in the fifth parak parakeh mishnah yodalad 14 and it reads as follows arba midot beholche hamidrash there are four qualities, or you might translate it as four types, among those who attend the house of study or the study hall. Holech veino osa, one who goes but doesn't do. Skar halicha he at least has the merit or the reward for going. Osav veino holeich, one who does but doesn't go. He has the reward for action. Holeich ve'oseh, one who goes and does chassid. He is uh, one who goes beyond the letter of the law, or sometimes translated as pious. Rabbi Yona says that chassid means going on beyond, beyond the letter of the law in his commentary at the beginning of Pirkei Avot. And lo holeich ose, one who doesn't go and doesn't do Rasha, he is considered wicked or evil. So the Mishnah ostensibly discusses four qualities of those who go to the house of study, but its formulation raises a number of questions. The first category is one who goes but doesn't engage. So why does he get credit for going? Would we give an employee credit for commuting if they didn't engage in any work? So that uh, leaves us off with a question off the bat. The second category is one who engages but doesn't go. So that one's troubling because why is this person even included in the four types of people who go to the house of study? He doesn't even meet the basic criteria because he doesn't show up. So that's another question. The third category is one who goes and engages. But why is this person a chassid, one who goes beyond the letter of the law, is someone who fulfills this seemingly rudimentary ca- uh, criteria exceptional? Why? Why is this? Uh, why is so much attention being uh, drawn to this category? I mean, he goes and he does. Good for him. I mean, that's would kind of be our expectation. And finally, the fourth category is one who doesn't go and doesn't engage. Again, why is this person even included in the list? So. In summary, both the second and fourth categories include someone who doesn't even show up. So how can they be included in this list if they don't show up in the study hall at all? Rabbi Yonah takes a very different approach and helps shed some light on these questions. His commentary on the Mishnah reads as follows. midot v'chuleh, Hole v'eno osa, so the person who goes and doesn't do. Ein hakavana she'eno osa klal. So this isn't talking about someone who doesn't engage at all with what he hears in the house of study. For someone who refuses to engage in mitzvot is simply wicked or evil, even if he doesn't engage in any specific sins. So rather, this is talking about one who doesn't fully pursue mitzvah, but merely engages them as they come up in a happenstance fashion. And then so that's the explanation of the first category. And now he continues to said, one who engages but doesn't go, right? Osev eino holeh, So he does but doesn't go, he doesn't go to the house of study in order to learn the details of the mitzvot and how to precisely observe them. Rather, he observes them based on his limited understanding. Nonetheless, he benefits from this somewhat limited engagement. So, Rabbi Yonah informs us that the first category does not refer to someone who doesn't observe mitzvot at all. Instead, it refers to someone whose studies don't influence his or her attitude towards mitzvot. They might engage in mitzvot as they present themselves, but their studies have not carried over fully to their observance. Similarly, a person who does but does not go means that they engage in mitzvot, but they don't study the details necessary for precise observance. They will benefit, but the impact of observance will be constrained by their limited knowledge base." So, based on Urbana Yona, a new topic emerges as the subject of our Mishnah. It is not merely discussing showing up at the house of study and studying the material. Rather, it is discussing the relationship between one's theoretical learning and its practical implementation. The first category is one who goes but does not do. His presence in the study hall is praiseworthy, but he misses the primary goal of study insofar as it does not carry through to his attitudes and actions. He fails to apprehend both the full benefit of study and the true value of mitzvot. His reward for going, so to speak, is an indirect critique sort of a backhanded compliment, if you will. He receives the reward for going, but misses the principal objective. The second category is one who does, but does not go. He has a connection to observance, but he does not attend the study hall. He fails to appreciate the value of theoretical study, and therefore does not advance his perspective. His observance will undoubtedly benefit him. He, quote, receives reward for the doing, which again is a bit of a backhanded compliment, but his relationship to Torah will always be limited by his finite perspective. Because he doesn't study, he restricts his own access to the vast world of Torah and constrains its potential to expand his worldview. The third category is one who goes and does. This doesn't merely refer to someone who shows up and learns, it refers to one who successfully integrates his studies into his actions and attitudes. He assimilates both the theoretical and practical elements of Torah. His studies carry through to his actions and his experiences further inform his perspective and intellectual activity. There is a symbiotic relationship between his learning and his endeavors. He doesn't simply observe the mitzvot in a technical sense, but he appreciates the value and ideas associated with them. He is indeed a chassid, one who goes beyond the letter of the law, fully engaging with the system of Torah. The fourth category of one who does not go and does not do misses out on the entire value of Torah. He sees no value in its theoretical or practical aspects. He neither pursues mitzvot or is particularly interested when they present themselves. He has stunted his own opportunities for growth, and is destined for an unexamined, undisciplined, and unbounded existence. So in summary, this Mishnah is not really about four types of people who attend the house of study, but about bridging study and action. The ideal is one whose engagement in the study hall carries through outside its walls. There is an interplay between one's intellectual life and how one functions, and both are constantly in flux one embraces not only technical observance, but its orientation toward a lifetime of learning and development.